Welcome to our Journey Elgin podcast. This is our latest episode of our Simple Life with Jesus series. We're so glad that you have joined us today. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the realization that God is good. That no matter what's going on around us, that God is good. That's the God Jesus knew. As we look at at God through the eyes of Jesus, we see that, that Jesus knew that his heavenly father was good and wanted what was best for him. That didn't mean all the situations were always good. Life circumstances were not always good. But that one of the core uh, characteristics of God is that he is good. We talked about kind of that negative uh, narrative that many times we have about God, that he is a God who is here to, to punish those who do bad, reward those who do good. And, and we see a lot of inconsistencies there. And, and so when we look at the world and we see bad people uh, having good things happen to them, we question, well, what do you mean? Is God still good in the face of that? And of course, the answer is yes, that God is good. Today, our question that we're going to focus on is, do you trust God? Do you really trust him? Do you trust the promises of God? Do you trust uh, the Bible and what the Bible says about God? Do you trust what Jesus experienced in his relationship with God when he was living here on earth? That's what we're going to look at today. See, because many times we kind of get this false narrative about trusting God, and uh, the world would say that due to the bad circumstances that we see all around us in the world— that God cannot be trusted. You know, how many times have you either said or have you heard, how can a good God allow bad things to happen? Uh, you know, that's, that's an easy question to ask, and many people use that as, a, as an excuse not to trust God. They say, oh, if something bad happens, then that means God can't be good. Well, that is not true at all. That's not the God who Jesus knew. I'm going to look at a circumstance in Jesus' life that kind of demonstrate this, of, of the links that Jesus went to trust God, that he would trust him in any circumstance, no matter what. As we look at the end of Jesus' life, I want to look at Mark chapter 14, verse 34 through 36. We find Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's about to be arrested, and he will be taken and go through kind of a sham of a trial, and by this time, 24 hours later, uh, Jesus would be on a cross. And so things are, are ramping up for Jesus, and he is, he is struggling during this time. This is one of the darkest or the darkest moment of his life. And what we see here in verse 34, chapter 14 of Mark, th- this is Jesus talking. He says, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, his disciples, Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that, if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. So we see here very clearly when Jesus says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He's overcome. He's at his wit's end, if you will. He doesn't... He knows what is coming, and he doesn't want to go through with it, in a sense, right? This is the humanness of Jesus. You know, we see he's struggling with this. And so 
whenever he's struggling with something, where does he turn? As his whole life, he turns to the Father. So he cries out to the Father. He says, Abba, Father. Everything is possible for you. So in other words, God could remove this challenge. God could remove what was weighing on Jesus. And Jesus knows this. He says, I know that you can do this. I know that you can remove this. And I'm asking you to please take this cup away from me. But then he says, but not what I will, but what you will. Why did Jesus say that? Why did he say, not what I want, but what you want? Because he trusted God. He trusted that even though this was a horrible circumstance, that God was going to lead him through it. And he uses a powerful word there as he begins to talk to God. He says, Abba, Father. That word Abba, we talk about that um, a lot. I've heard it uh, described in different ways. Some people have said that's kind of thinking of God as daddy. Um, I I don't know if I I like that completely, but I I understand what that's trying to do. It's, It's trying to show that there's an intimacy here. You know, the probably a, a more direct translation would be dear father, or I've heard it even father, my father, right? So God is more than just a father figure. He's more than just, you know, this uh, powerful, all-knowing, uh, great creator uh, who is uh, above all and over all and is disconnected from us. No, he's all of that, and he's our father, father, my father. You know, there's an intimacy here. There's a connectedness here that Jesus has with God. And that's why he's able to trust him. God is not just a distant, authoritative figure. No, God is intimately involved in Jesus' life. And I think that's what we need to have in order to trust God as we go through difficult circumstances. You know, God is a good and loving God. And Jesus trusted him even at the worst times. You know, because we can look, step back and look at that situation and you say, you know, how could God ever allow such horrible things to happen to Jesus? There certainly that certainly doesn't appear to be good. But Jesus trusted the Father. He trusted him. And so he was willing to accept that cup that God was giving to him. You know, in our life, if we want to trust God, God can't just be a figure that we know a lot of facts about. He can't just be recognized in the words on the page of a Bible. He has to be in an intimate relationship with us, where he is real to us. You know, that that can be hard to do. You know, because many times all we talk about and all we kind of uh, spend our time doing is is learning the the facts about God, and we don't spend time actually getting to know God. And if we're going to trust Him 
when we're going through difficult times in our life, we better have a real relationship with him, not just one that's based on facts, but one that goes into our heart and into our soul and connects us with God. That's what Jesus had. So we see that intimate relationship that Jesus has with God, and that gives him the ability to trust God no matter what. And it, he can say, Lord, I don't want this cup. Please take this away from me, but not what I will, but what you will. So what is your cup? What's the cup that you have to deal with? Maybe it's one that you have to deal with on a regular basis. Maybe you're going through just a very unique difficult circumstance right now what aspect of your life makes it difficult for you to trust God you know that cup uh, we can all have a cup before us that we don't want to to take that cup can be anything that we struggle with usually what that cup is is that thing that makes it the most difficult for you to believe that God is good What are those things in your life that happen that make you question whether God is good or not? It's when you're dealing with those moments that you need to be trusting God. And that trust will only come if you have an intimate relationship with God and that you can call him Abba, Father. Father, my Father. You know, there's no magic spell or there's no magic procedure to make this happen. Right? You can't just say, okay, you know what, I'm just going to have a close, intimate relationship with God. No, you actually have to spend time fostering that relationship. It's just like when you get married. You know, everything at first in, in most normal marriages... Uh, there's a reason that there's that phrase, the honeymoon phrase, right? Is because everything is good. You can't imagine that anything bad will ever happen. And then you move in together and you start living life together and you realize, wow, this isn't always easy. Right? And all of a sudden you, you say, man, is, is this something that we can really do? And if you don't continue to get to know your partner to get to know your husband or wife and get to know them more and more intimately, at some point you just may say, hey, enough of this. Right? Because life is difficult. And if we only know God because we had a wonderful mountaintop experience at a conference somewhere, or if we only know God because our parents told us to believe in Him, man, when life starts getting hard... And, and our cup is set before us, it's going to be hard to trust him. You know, there are some very real things that happen in the world around us that will make us question whether God is good or not. And so then we're going to be forced to answer, do you still trust God? You know, one of the practical ways that we can do this I think it's by remembering all the ways that God has been with us in the past. You know, whenever you look at events uh, in the past, 
we get a different perspective of them. When we're in the midst of them, sometimes we don't see things as they really are. But as we look back, we can see how God was involved in that. I encourage you this week to spend some time thinking about your life and looking back and seeing how God has been involved, even if you didn't realize it. Because as we do that, that will help us to trust God as we deal with difficult circumstances in the future. You know, I think about when Molly and I moved down to Elgin. We've been here nearly five years now. And we moved down to start a church. Had no idea what that even really meant at the time. (laughs) I'd heard of church planting and felt like God was leading us that direction. And so we move and we get down here. We move uh, four hours away from uh, all of our family. Uh, We don't know anybody uh, here in Elgin. And we start to plant a church. And all of a sudden I realize I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. Where do you even start? And I can remember one moment uh, just kind of standing in front of the refrigerator. Have you ever just kind of opened the refrigerator and you just stare in and you're like, I have no idea what I want. And you're you're just staring. And I was just sitting there and I was just thinking, I have no idea what to do. And I can remember having conversations with Molly, and she always is a wonderful encourager. And she just said, we just got to keep keep plugging along, keep moving forward. And, you know, that's what we've done. And now every Sunday we show up and we see 60, 70, 80 people that are gathered here. You know, and, and in three years of the church going, you know, we went from not, not knowing anyone to now having this group of people come and worship. I still don't really know how that happens, but as I look back, I realize, wow, God was in that. In those moments where we felt a little desperate and wondering if we had what it takes to start this church, God was always there, moving us forward, picking us up, encouraging us. And you know, if he was there during that time, then I can trust that he's going to be with us as we go through more difficult situations. Just recently, we're, and we're still dealing with this, obviously, but with the loss of Molly's sister. The reason that I know that God is going to sustain us is because God has sustained us in the past. He's not going to stop now. And I can look at that situation and I can say, man, it is unfair that that Molly's sister passed away so young. It is not right that she left behind a family and young children. You know, and there's, there's nothing good about that situation. And I could easily say, man, I don't know if God, God, are you really good? Because this situation sure doesn't point to that. But then if I step back, I say, you know what, God, I'm going to choose to trust you. And I can easily point to things that have happened on this journey of going through this process with Molly's sister that I've seen the hands of God involved in that. And so, yes, I can unequivocally say, even in the midst of a circumstance that seems to point to the fact that God is not good, I trust and I can say, no, God is good.
I encourage you this week to think about how God has influenced your life, how he has been there before. Maybe you need to just start off real simple and just start writing down all the things, all the different things that that God has blessed you with. And, you know, this is this can be really simple stuff. It doesn't have to be big stuff. Maybe you love ice cream. Well, you know what? That that's something that that brings goodness into our life. Maybe you love your church. Maybe you love taking naps. <laughs> Say, thank you, God, I had the opportunity to take a nap today. I mean, we need to start being intentional about looking at the little blessings all around us. And then we'll be reminded of the big ways that God has been with us. Do you trust God? Do you trust God whenever you're facing that cup that's been placed in front of you? I encourage you to develop that kind of a relationship that Jesus had with God where he cried out, Abba, Father. Father, my Father. That relationship that sustains us through the difficult times and that gives us the answer to that question. Do you trust God? Of course we do. Because God has never failed us and he will never fail us going forward. I hope you have a wonderful week living your life in Christ. This has been our latest episode of our Simple Life with Jesus series. Have a wonderful week.